0: Part Two, Chapter Twenty-Seven of Anna Karenina by Leo Tolstoy, translated by Nathan Haskell Doyle. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Marianne Spiegel. Anna was in her room, standing before a mirror and fastening a final bow to her dress with Anushka's aid, when the noise of wheels on the gravel driveway was heard. It is too early for Betsy, she thought, and. Looking out of the window, she saw a carriage, and in the carriage, Alexey Alexandrovitch's black hat and well-known ears. How provoking can he have come for the night? she thought, and all the consequences of his visit seemed to her so terrible, so horrible, that without taking time for a moment of reflection, she went downstairs, radiant with gaiety, to receive her husband, and feeling in her the presence of the spirit of falsehood and deception which now ruled her. She gave herself up to it and spoke with her husband, not knowing what she said. "'Oh, how good of you,' said she, extending her hand to Karin, while she smiled on Saludin as a household friend. "'You've come for the night, I hope,' were her first words, inspired by the demon of untruth. "'And now we will go to the races together. But how sorry I am that I engaged to go with Betsy. She is coming for me.' Alexey Alexandrovitch frowned slightly at the name of Betsy. Oh, I will not separate the inseparables, said he, in his light jesting tone. I will walk with Mikhail Vassilyevich. The doctor has advised me to take exercise. I will join the pedestrians, and imagine I am still at the spa. There's no hurry, said Anna. Will you have some tea? She rang. Serve the tea, and tell Sir Josef that Alexey Alexandrovitch has come. Well, how is your health? Mikhail You have not been out to see us before look how pleasant it is on the balcony said she looking now at her husband now at her guest she spoke very simply and naturally but too fast and too fluently she herself felt that it was so especially when she caught mikhail vasilyevich looking at her with curiosity and perceived that he was studying her mikhail vasilyevich got up and went out on the terrace "'and she sat down beside her husband. "'You do not look at all well,' said she. "'Oh, yes, the doctor came this morning, "'and wasted an hour of my time. "'I am convinced that some one of my friends sent him. "'My health is so precious.' "'No, what did he say?' "'And she questioned him about his health and his labours, "'advising him to take rest, "'and to come out into the country where she was. "'It was all said with gaiety and animation.' and with brilliant light in her eyes, but Alexey Alexandrovitch attached no special importance to her manner. He heard only her words, and took them in their literal signification. And he replied simply, though jestingly. The conversation had no special weight, yet Anna never afterward could remember the whole short scene without the keen agony of shame. So Rosa came in, accompanied by his governess. If Alexey Alexandrovitch had allowed himself to notice He would have been struck by the timid manner in which the lad looked at his parents, at his father first, and then at his mother. But he was unwilling to see anything, and he saw nothing. Ah, young man, he has grown. Indeed, he is getting to be a great fellow. Good morning, young man. And he stretched out his hand to the puzzled child. Sir Rosa had always been a little afraid of his father, but now... Since Alexey Alexandrovich had begun to call him young man, and since he had begun to rack his brains to discover whether Vronsky were a friend or an enemy, he was becoming more timid than ever. He turned to his mother, as if for protection. He felt at ease only when with her. Meantime, Alexey Alexandrovich laid his hand on the boy's shoulder, and asked his governess about him, but the child was so painfully shy of him that Anna saw he was going to cry. Anna, who had flushed at the moment her son came in, now noticing that it was awkward for him, quickly jumped up, raised Alexey Alexandrovitch's hand to let the boy go, kissed the little fellow, and took him out on the terrace. Then she came back to her husband again. "'It is getting late,' she said, consulting her watch. "'Why doesn't Betsy come?' "'Ah, yes,' said Alexey Alexandrovich, and as he got up he joined his fingers and made them crack.' I came also to bring you some money, for nightingales don't live on songs, said he. You need it, I suppose. No, I don't need it. Yes, I do, said she, not looking at him and blushing to the roots of her hair. Well, I suppose you will come back after the races? Oh, yes, replied Alexey Alexandrovitch. But here is the glory of Peterhof, the Princess Tverskaya," he added, looking out of the window at a magnificent carriage with a short body set very high and with horses harnessed in the English fashion, drawing up to the entrance. What elegance! Splendid! Well, let us go, too. The princess Sverskaya did not leave her carriage. Her lackey, in top-boots and perlorinka, or a short cloak, and wearing a tall hat, leaped to the steps. "'I am going. Good-bye,' said Anna.' And after she had kissed her son, she went to Alexey Alexandrovitch and gave him her hand. It was very kind of you to come. Alexey Alexandrovitch kissed her hand. Well, then, Dasvindanya, you will come back to tea excellent, said she, and she went down the steps, seeming radiant and happy. But hardly had she passed from his sight before she felt on her hand the place where his lips had kissed it, and she shivered with repugnance. End of chapter 27